The Crossroads Videocast is here. Retrospective reviews, discussions, theories, and geek outs. All available when you pledge $10 or more a month to our Patreon account. Same show, just more of it. Head over to patreon.com slash Digital to play. Warning, Supernatural The Crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Oh, death. Oh, death. Oh, Everybody to Supernatural the Crossroads on Rainman Digital Crossroads 003. I am your host, Thomas Cowley. Joined with me today is Ryan Denton. Fuck Chuck. And Michael Flores. And we are going to be discussing Supernatural Season 14, Season Finale, Episode 20, Moria. This one was directed by Phil Sagricia and written by Andrew Dabb, the current showrunner. And whether or not you like it or love it or hate it or despise it, Andrew Dabb has given us, as the showrunner, something very different for the final season, the, the penultimate season of Supernatural. We are coming to the end of everything, and we're in a place that I don't think we've ever really been in before, as as far as like the season finales go. We've had things where new elements have come into play at the very last minute, We've had situations that have looked anything just dire, anything but good. But it's very, it has a very different tone this week because we have a big shift in perspective, a, a view and opinion of a character we've known for shit 10 years has dramatically changed. Complete 180. And it's not something that I think anybody expected, saw coming, would have put money on at this point as that was coming into play. And it's it's both meta and very different, very interesting. The writers have pulled back the curtain. The the wizard has been exposed in Oz. Yeah, not and the front person. Not they right. haven't like flashed yeah, the audience. Like, hey, you want to buy a watch or something like right, that? Right, and yeah. it's just on his dick. Right. Oh, yeah. No, I no, wasn't going to go there, but it's not quite there. But they have shown, in many respects, Chuck's true colors, his true intentions, and. It's kind of fucking dark. It seems like he really doesn't give a shit, doesn't care about 
this world or any world the only thing for he, that matter. The only thing he cares about is his own amusement. And I think yeah. for, for that, it, it's very dark because, he, you know, especially with what we saw with him a couple seasons ago. I mean, it was well, four, just four seasons ago. Yeah. A very different take, a very different interpretation. Um, but, you Chuck. but is it exactly. an interpretation or is it a evolution of the character? And that's something we're going to kind of get into today. You know, it does seem like a big change when you compare him to his previous, very limited, but his previous appearances. But at the same time, we have known for quite a while now that he is a writer and that he does find enjoyment in writing stories that include him. That's what season four, primarily his role in season four and five right. was, you know, he's not somebody who likes to sit by the sidelines. He likes to be in it, but he gets some kind of perverse joy out of it. It seems and or he's if, just so egotistical that he enjoys such a dick. He enjoys playing the part himself. He enjoys playing God. He enjoys yes, he literally enjoys playing God and he loves playing the part that he writes for himself. And that's all he's been doing and that's the and in my opinion that's the genius of it is that all we've been seeing is the part that he has written for himself to play. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, and if that's the case, would it be so hard to believe that he's this uncaring this much of a dick this much of a no. i'm gonna do what makes me laugh what i find fun i don't i don't think it's it's too hard to believe i mean look at the angels they were complete dickheads too still yeah. are some of them so still, well all seven that yeah, are still all seven alive. left but well, let's be honest also this just reframes all of their arguments and it's kind of like you know what Let's all jump on the anti-Chuck bandwagon because Lucifer was right. Amaro was right. The angels were right. Apocalypse Michael. The Apocalypse Michael was right. We should have, they've been telling us this whole time and we never listened. Chuck is a piece of shit. Bottom line. And the evidence is there. The breadcrumbs have been dropped. Whether that was the original intention or not doesn't matter. It, it makes sense. It, yeah, it's, it, whether that was... The plan when he was Fuck you, the first part of Kripke's vision or Carver's reintroduction of the character. That's where we are now. And like you said, Mike, the, the breadcrumbs have been there. There's a few of them that are there. It, we'll get into that a little bit. But it, it, more importantly, it justifies Jack's existence at this time. Why has Jack been around this whole time? Why has his character been brought into the show at this moment? Perhaps because he's something that God actually fears. If if Nephilim are this powerful, God-level status can make angels, can stop or eradicate, not sure, all of free will by making people stop lying with a single or two, I should say, two words. Are they a threat to Chuck? Are they Chuck-level power? You know, they represent the unnatural, the abhorrent, but is that because they are truly abhorrent or is that because Chuck sees them as as a threat? threat? Yeah. I mean, that would make sense for Chuck to say, hey, all angels, whenever you see a Nephilim, don't don't bang any fucking humans. Don't do it because if you make one Nephilim, I'm going to fucking kill everybody. He is that prideful, that egotistical, that if there was that threat to his power, that unchecked threat. He could easily say, I decree all of them must die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the selfish guy we've come to know. And also, whenever you have control and power, you I mean, keep it. you want to keep it. I mean, the guy has a fucking throne, for Christ's sake. And, yeah. you know, whether or not he abdicated that throne or went into hiding, 
is that because he truly didn't want it? Is he hands off like he said, or is it because as Apocalypse Michael said halfway through this season, he gets bored and he wants something else to do and he, he casts it away, this world, like a bad draft of something. You know, that's basically how, what I do like when I'm watching porn. I get bored and then I cast that one away and bring up something <laughs> new. So like when, you know, when Girl on Girl doesn't do it for me, I cast that away and bring up milk. Guy on Guy. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, 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 no. Well, sometimes when you look at too much hardcore, the the norm for you is no longer it desensitizes. Yeah, you. Right. so now so you're you need something for, more hardcore. Yeah, there's like triple X. You go to quad X. Quad X. No, for guy and guy. Uh, right? like, no, no, that's yeah. no, no, that's that's okay. I mean, I guess if you want to speak for yourself, that's fine. No, I'm speaking for you. No, no, I'm that's, backing you up. I'm, no, being, I'm being a backup homie. No, this is not He's a backup. Got you, Ryan, don't worry. No, no, no. This is not a backup <laughs> moment situation. I don't need a backup on this one. Thanks. You can just pump, All your, right. pump your brakes and you're going to pump what the, the whole bit with Jack, it does with Chuck being essentially the final villain. It does put new light or put Jack into a new perspective because perhaps he may not have been designed to be the villain this whole time. Not truthfully. He was the, he was the, the, the easy, Hey, this could be the villain going into the last episode. And I think they did that on purpose. The last season. The last season. Yeah. And even last episode. I mean, like the last couple episodes is kind of where we saw him make the turn, I guess. But I think it was designed that way to really. Misdirection. Yeah, it's it's misdirection. I, I think we all expected. We all expected Jack to be the villain. Anakin but, Skywalker. But what if this whole time he was actually supposed to be the true hero that would correct and end Course God's correct manipulation? Yeah. It would so, be cool. To keep the Star Wars metaphor is Chuck Palpatine and Jack is Anakin manipulated, twisted, pushed to the dark side. Yeah. And then ultimately the true savior to end some evil manipulation controlled oh, by somebody of far greater power. Yeah, Star Wars. It, it would just make sense, and it would actually rectify some of the issues we've had with Dab's run. It wouldn't fix all of it, because I'm still going to stick to the fact that Dab has a has difficulty forming a complete, cohesive myth arc, but it would fix a lot of the issues, a lot of the blinding issues. For example, when Castiel, what Castiel saw when he touched yeah. Kelly, when she was pregnant with Jack, what did he see? He saw greatness he saw that we would be okay essentially a paradise where everything was okay that's a big plot element so what if jack is the one that's supposed to actually be the one to end all of this madness this this um bring this mouse in the wheel let's end it all yeah he could be i mean that that vision was a big sticking point for us back in season we kept talking about we talked about a lot because we're like okay is this a lie is this the devil whispering through the door like in season 10 and 11 is this something to truly was a devil but not the devil (laughs) you know it's this is a completely different villain is this something to be trusted is jack giving us a vision of what could be you know to have it come back to the limelight now is very important and i think it would have to pay off if if chuck is truly this right not so much malicious but like no, he is just this petty and vindictive villain in some ways. Not like Snidely Whiplash, truly. And, and he's yeah, not, and he's, <laughs> yeah, he's not exactly. just evil. He's just, he does, he doesn't care. He doesn't have feeling. We are nothing. Humankind is nothing. It's like, hey, in one world, I have just squirrels. <laughs> That's funny, right? I saw Rick yeah. and Morty. Look how disconnected he is when he's telling Sam about the other worlds. Yeah. You know, so 
Portia Klinghorn in our chat says, and I fucking hate that Chuck is a piece of shit. I agree. I hate mm -hmm. it. I, I hate it. it. I hate it. And that's why I love it for this story because I, it, I felt so betrayed. Yep. And I knew he was a piece of I shit. I felt so betrayed. And that's why it worked because I never would have expected it. That's what TV should do. It should make you second guess some of the things that you thought you knew the whole time, as long as it makes sense. And for me, as we get through this show, if you don't feel like it makes sense, I think we're going to slowly help people realize that it absolutely does make sense. Does it create some problems? Absolutely. Yeah. Is it going to make season 15 very fucking dangerous? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But we'll get to all that. I mean, look, I, I knew I knew that he was a piece of oh, shit. Don't act. Because don't like, look, even. Man, I never wanted Chuck to be God. So it all, <laughs> automatically he's going to be a piece of shit. It's just it's just how it's going to end up, man. Like, look, I I've been on a roll with my predictions lately. And oh my God. I, I think that's the one. worst egregious moment of Dab's was, career is that he made Ryan somewhat right. Uh, you know, <laughs> well, maybe maybe Dab is a, is a Ryan fan. <laughs> he's a Ryan fan. I haven't ripped him, uh, you know, as hard as you guys have. So maybe he's he's a little <laughs> bit of a fan of me. If Dab, if you're listening, I appreciate that. You're still fat shit. But I, I um, <laughs> what? Wait, what? What happened? <laughs> wow. Is that aggressive? A little bit. Oh, well. And uh but you know, I, this, and, uh, but no, and, uh, but no, um, the whole, the whole situation <laughs> with Chuck, I actually enjoyed this because this is how I would have, especially with how we've seen angels portrayed throughout the entire show. Mm -hmm. This is how I think most higher beings would think about humans. And I, and I know that we've with the Bible and everything with God and his creations, but this is how I would perceive someone who we are just ants. There was a very good, it's funny you bring up ants because there was a very good description one time somebody wrote about the Cthulhu mythos that the, to, to try and put it into perspective, the idea is like if you were Cthulhu, it'd be as if a colony of ants all of a sudden started worshiping you and giving you offerings and they live and die much faster than you do. And you'd be like, holy shit, I'm going to check this out. Yeah. And it would fascinate you, and you'd pay attention, right. and maybe you'd do a few things for him, but ultimately you'd get bored, and you'd start just fucking killing Smash him. Smash him, or, or burning him with the with the with And the you'd do glass. all kinds yeah. of vindictive shit. And the ants might be like, why? Why would you do this? Yeah. And you're like, because you're an ant. You're like, an ant. Why you're do I give a shit? To, you're nothing to me. And that is very much how Chuck is personified yes. at this point. Yes. You know, so then... Mike, you brought this up earlier. The biggest thing that does make it could make season 15 very messy because it does throw a big swollen asterisk into the idea of free will. Could this be solved with Jack potentially? You know, was he supposed to be the one that would end God's charade the, the whole idea that we don't actually have free will he can write and change and do things as he wants well, his divine intervention is because shits and giggles well that's why it's it's dangerous for season 15 yeah because the entire show at least kripke's run which is the foundation of everything else yeah has been built on the idea of free will so now that you take that away that this has all been orchestrated by chuck in order to respect everything that came and for the previous 11 seasons to matter before dab took over, 
you have to bring that back into focus for season 15. Season 15 mm-hmm. has to be about free will and really, really taking control of free will. Yeah. And that should be the end that they finally end Chuck's cycle manipulation and that we finally have true free will. Otherwise, the the other you know, 11 seasons All before Dab took over it just doesn't matter. And that's why it's dangerous. You have to yeah. reframe the show to make it be about free will. See, my, my other question about this is it, where you get yourself into a pickle now is with with turning Chuck to the nonchalant, I don't give a shit about you guys, I can rewrite all this. Mm-hmm. You now also have, where does Amara fit into this? Because she has been with Chuck the whole time. Yeah. And what is her thoughts on how... He probably took her to go explain what he's doing. Like, I listen, I'm with you. We're we're messing with these people. Yeah, I just... I, now we've got another question that needs to be answered next season, whereas where does Amara fit in with this, this situation? Because he clearly mentions that she's in Reno. Right. Right. So he clearly mentions that she's on earth. So I guess the question is here is, is how does not only does he affect the story going forward, but also how does she affect it? Because she is just as as powerful as he is. Well, it's all of it. It's, you know, it's Amara. What is her true role? How does she truly feel about any of us? If she cared so much about Dean, does that mean she really cares more than Chuck did? Destruction cares more than creation. Is is the cosmic balance of creation all of it's meaningless because I'll just make more, whereas destruction is it's the only thing and I'll end up destroying it so I have to cherish it for what it is and some sort of play flip that on its head. Mm-hmm. Additionally, what does the role of the cosmic entity and what does the role of death play in right. all of this? If creation is if, – if Chuck's entire view is so meaningless, what does any of the other higher power entities – matter or feel it brings importance to billy once again you know brings her to the forefront why is she so concerned with non-interference right she, why go yeah. ahead no no that I, I was agreeing with you that that's something that she has been such a a big proponent of of, of cosmic non- balance yeah. and things like that if she knows that none of it truly matters because chuck's just a dickhead who's bored well maybe she's or has she seen something and does she know something we don't well seems like it from this episode well that's what i mean that's the idea i got when he said that she's always essentially he said she's always sticking her nose where it doesn't Doesn't belong belong, and that he liked the other one who was distracted by easy things like fried pickles (laughs) this one this death is very different she's about business her job she's about doing her job and whether it means killing somebody or allowing them to die and taking them to where they belong or or in fact interfering like we saw at the end with jack i feel like this is going to bring her importance since she was introduced during Carver's run, it's going to bring it to the forefront and justify why she's even been around. Why is she watching mm-hmm. the Winchesters? Because she's aware of what Chuck's doing. She's aware of the games that he's playing. The multiverse. And she now, knows of that. Yes. And now it's time to end it. And and I think that's what we're going to see a lot in a lot in season 15. We're going to see that story arc take root a bit more. Right. You're going to see Billy taking a more active role in correcting things and bringing a true balance because as it is right now, if if we can believe everything we saw on the finale, there is no balance. It's just Chuck playing games. Well, it also makes sense why Chuck doesn't like her. Yeah, is that exactly. she's actually she's, yeah. she's not going along and and just letting him do what he she's wants to do. She's not easily distracted. She wants pickles. to do her job. She's about keeping balance and you can't have these Winchesters jumping through reality. Meanwhile, Chuck's like, "It's fun to watch. Why right. wouldn't I let him do it?" She is 
essentially reprimanding and not letting him just have free reign to do whatever he wants anymore. And maybe she, you know how she said she saw, sees the big picture now? Yeah. Maybe the big picture is not what we thought. Maybe the big picture is that Sam and Dean will be the ones responsible for bringing down God. Maybe that's why Chuck has always played with them and fucked with them, his enti- their entire existence, because he wants to distract them from what they're really supposed to do, which is end all this. There's got to be a reason, and that's why season 15 is so important. They have to bring this all to light. Why did Chuck allow them to play? Why did he play with them so much? What was so important about them? Why didn't he just not kill them at the end? Instead, he brought about hell on earth. There's a lot of things, and I feel like it really worked for this finale, but going into season 15, we're in a territory that's, again, very, very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And somewhere we've never been before. There is no precedent for this, truthfully. We fought the darkness, but that was something that we got a whole... Chuck was in our corner at that point. Now, how do you go against God? Can you? Is that a reasonable... Yeah. And that's expectation. my expectation. That's my biggest question is, is now you've, you've upped the ante. I mean, we've seen Lucifer, we've seen, you know, the apocalypse, Michael, we've seen all these characters, but now you're going up against the cosmic entity. And I think that that is the one thing that, how do you combat someone who could snap their fist, their fingers and mm-hmm. just and anything can and be. you could just not exist anything is yeah well, i mean I, it, it would make sense as well all of their shit all of the stuff they've been through why they never win why they never get a reprieve it's because chuck allows these things to happen and you know we do have some of those breadcrumbs not just from this season but from all of what has happened that has ever involved chuck yeah you lock your own sister away you give the lock to your son and watch him get twisted and turned into something truly evil you and you don't care then you cast him out into the cage with less than a second thought because he's not the only lucifer you don't give a shit you create worlds without really caring what's happens or what's in them who's in charge it it begins to give us a lot of evidence if this was a you know a custody battle we'd be like you're a bad fucking parent oh yeah there's a shit (laughs) ton of evidence that says you're bad at this the universe itself might be done with him. And, you know, when you look back and all the villains we faced for a very long time now are kind of right. Yeah. And that's why I feel like Billy is getting involved because the universe has had enough. And when you think about it, Lucifer, Michael, Amara, you know, though they've been misguided, they've all been right. That's that's a tough pill to swallow. I'm not going to lie. He did them wrong. He did. Like, he did. We've always justified it because Chuck was painted as the good guy, but it's not hard to believe when you look at everything we've seen. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. How many people have complained that if Chuck was God before it was revealed, he would be the biggest asshole? Yeah. Well, he, he is. is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's very much the way they've painted him now is. There's this story. Um, yes, right. We story. know it's you. He's, yes, he's you, pointing you at him. We fucking get it. We fucking get it. On the video feed, he's just saying, me, I said himself. it. I said it, yes. We know. You said it in an interview. You said it before an interview, and I played it for Chuck, or for uh, Rob Benedict, and he had to tell you that he's God. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still salty about that. The way they have... 
the way they've painted Chuck is is very reminiscent of this story. It's a short story called I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. And it's an idea in which there's this science fiction future where a master computer is, is essentially God. It can do anything. And it has a couple of humans left alive. And there it's playthings. And he does whatever he wants with them. He changes biology, throws monsters at them, let, doesn't let them die, brings them back. That's essentially what chuck has become he is this monster that is a cat playing with a mouse that doesn't quite want it to die but brings it back just to catch it again and watch it squirm and watch it do all these things it's a very dark way to to paint he's a nazi scientist he's a nazi scientist he's he's gonna break your legs to see how many times it can heal Uh, that's what he's doing (sighs) that's bad that's that's pretty dark yeah that's fucked up and there's a lot of people myself included we'll get into that though that feel like it's such a shock to see this version of Chuck. He doesn't, it doesn't feel consistent with what we've seen or his behavior. But when you take a minute and you look at what he's done, it's not that hard to believe he's been hiding behind. There's a reason he doesn't want to be called God. He's called call me Chuck. He is hiding behind a role, a part in his own story that he wants to play. And what we saw in this episode was the truth seeping out that he is a dick. Well, and that that's he's why he's afraid of Chuck or Chuck Jack's power. And that's why I liked what they did with him. I know you and I had some debate off air about how right. he was portrayed as uncaring and whatnot, but I feel like that was the real Chuck seeping out. For the first time, we saw him where he was smiling when Dean was picking the gun up to yeah, kill he, Jack. Yeah. And and the reason why is because he's rattled. He's scared. He's afraid of the aberration. Jack is an aberration. He doesn't belong and he wants him removed from the board because he's afraid of him. And because of that, his true self was seeping out and we can finally see it. I, I yeah. loved when Sam noticed it. When he looked at him, he was surprised. He was smiling. Yeah. He was enjoying every bit of the fact that Dean was standing there with the gun in his hand s- wanting to shoot him but didn't want to shoot him and seeing the conflict and like he was getting off yeah and he was absolutely chuck Chuck was getting off to it he was getting giddy about the fact that he is struggling with possibly like he said killing his own surrogate son and just the whole the whole thing was so poetic watching dean struggle with this while chuck is just sitting there just borderline beating off to this entire situation (laughs) yeah it was it was uh, it was hard to watch, to be completely honest, because, you know, I like I said, I knew Chuck was a dick. And and I'm not the biggest fan of dad, but even the way he framed it before he did the reveal, I, I appreciate what he did. He's reminding us of all the many parts that that he played, mm-hmm. uh, the way he was critiquing previous seasons. You got to remember, every time Chuck enters the show, he's what he's essentially the, the showrunner. He's the showrunner. He's the god of this world. There's a meta aspect as well, and he's critiquing previous seasons, and he adds ideas like, you want to fight Leviathan? Fine. You want to fight British Middle Letters? That's a bit weak, but okay. (laughs) It was like he was critiquing all of the stories he wrote out for them, but when it came to the Nephilim one, he couldn't just sit this one out because this was not a draft he approved because Jack was created during Lucifer's whole nihilistic behavior, something that possibly Chuck had nothing to do with. Yeah, and that's a good point. You know, the Nephilim have always been be erased. That's the rule. Erase them entirely. Don't let them live. So is it that everything else was allowed to happen because he was writing it, because he was bored, because you're my favorite, Sam. Of all right. the Sam and Deans in all the worlds, 
you're my go-to guys. Was it because he liked it? And now that they've gone off script, he doesn't like that. He doesn't approve anymore. And he therefore has to put himself in the situation. It's, it really is, it's still very hard to swallow. For sure. It's very tough to stomach. Yeah. Ha ha. It's very tough to stomach the fact that somebody we've been shown to be for all, for no reason, we've had all the reason in the world to believe him and, and everything he's done up until this point has been in line with the Winchester's best interest, the world, the universe's best interest. And now it's just like you said, it's such a slap to the balls. Mm, <laughs> it just doesn't good feel one. good. Uh, Raina in the chat just puts a gif that says, you know, you can't cheat death. And it's the gif of the original death. Aww. It kind of brings meaning to that. If original death said that they too would run one day reap God. Yeah. If death can die and be reincarnated as a different reaper, the next one to die, because it's a force, it's not even a, a entity. Could Chuck God be a similar thing? Could yeah. Chuck die and another entity take his place Yeah, for balance to be a thing? I feel like this could really work well, this idea, because what does Dab do best? Dab doesn't really do his own story. He usually, he kind of retreads and reframes ideas. So if if he's setting up season 15 to kind of reframe what we've known already and what we've seen and just kind of give us a slight perspective switch and then end it like that, I mean, that will work for he's taking he, maybe this is a showrunner that knows his strengths, knows what he can do. Right, He knows because he's been in that writing room since, since season four. That's a yeah. long fucking time. He knows what he's good at. So if that's what he's doing, trying to reframe everything that's been done. I'm OK with that because it could lend credence to all the many things we've seen. And and we keep talking about season 15 being uh, it's going to be difficult to wrap a lot of things up. Well, if he sets himself to actually reframing and wrapping these things up and bringing importance to things that might have dropped away that we forgot about and he brings them back in, season 15 could end up being really damn good. It could be. I think the biggest thing that he has to – the biggest challenge he has is staying true to the – core concept of yep. the show as you get to the end and it wasn't going to matter what he wrote for the last 10 years four years the last 10 years that were written the final season of the show is going to be judged very very hard because it has to be that much better to go out on that high note and when it comes to the idea of free will that has been a cornerstone a fucking foundational mm -hmm. element of this show and now that we are kind of playing with that concept, what exactly does it mean? Is there free will? Has Chuck been fucking with us all this whole time? That is, it's a, it's a live bottle rocket. Like it could be very fun to watch or it could blow up and take your hand off. And as long as the writers are very careful where they tread next season, this idea can still work as one of those core themes for Supernatural, as a show as a whole. When you think about Sam and Dean, what they've been trying to do, they've been trying to take control of their lives. They are mm -hmm. team free will since day one. Fuck you, yellow eyes. Fuck you, angels, heaven and hell. Fuck Lucifer and Michael. We're Forget pre-assigned destinies. Forget destiny. Forget Zachariah. Forget all of it. We're going to do it our way. 
nothing has changed in that. That's what we see. That's one of the strengths of this episode was we see Ch- Dean and Sam still say, no, <laughs> fuck you to God, literally. I mean, dude, Sam busted a cap and shot. <laughs> dude, he, <laughs> like, that is he, gangster as he hell. He didn't just bust a cap. Yeah. He turned that shit sideways. That was a kill shot. He was going for a kill shot. This is why Sam and Dean are the two greatest heroes on television. Who else would try to kill God? Without even thinking, Sam goes for that gat, turns it sideways, and puts... Knowing it'll kill him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Kill himself. Doesn't doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't even think about it. Doesn't even think about it. It was great. And that's the thing is that's team free will. Nothing has changed. The only thing that has really changed is that now there is a face and a name to the entity to the very thing that they have always been fighting against this entire time this entire it's time. never been yellow eyes it's never been lucifer it's mm. never been dick roman it's never been metatron it has been it has been hiding in plain sight the entire time as sam tries to shoot him dean tells him to fuck off i'm not going to kill jack that is what they do. So, so they're even though they they kind of lost their free will in a way, sort of, they, they're yeah. still fighting against it. So as long as they continue that into season fifteen and they really take control of their own destinies, it it definitely can pan out well. It can, and that's where it is. It's very much a landmine for the final season because it is. If you do this it well, it'll be fantastic, and and a final fuck you. We're gonna live our own lives right off into the sunset in a scenario in which might be the only time we can actually see Sam and Dean having a final happy ending. Right. Or you're going to undo 14, 15 years of thematic elements and purpose to the story and, and all these things. And it's ballsy to take that stand and say, this is what we're going to tackle the foundation of the show. (laughs) This next season is either going to define Dab's career or it's going to destroy it. Yeah. Because if he destroys He's trying to, everything that's been done, the guy won't work again because no. the fans won't allow it. He's sticking his dick in a bear trap and just hoping it doesn't go yeah. off. Dude, da, I, dude, mm. If dad pulls us off, <laughs> like, I, that's what he's doing. Ooh. If dad pulls us off, I've gained 800 pounds. I've gained <laughs> just like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Respect. I, I've right? gained a lot of res- respect for him. Because yeah. it, it, the, the balls it takes to do this. He's placing them on a bear trap, dude. Yeah. Hoping it doesn't go off. Yeah. That's what he's doing. So, well, I mean, it's going to go off after the last <laughs> we're, episode. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get into our discussion about Jack a little bit more in just a moment. If the stars fall down on me And the sun refuse to shine Then may the shackles be undone May all the old words cease to rhyme If the sky turn into stone It will matter not at all For there is no heaven in the sky Hell does not wait for our downfall The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. 
Why do you have to take it to the level of photographs and like, hey, I know you don't want to see this, but this will strengthen our friendship he with sounded, these horrifying images. He I, sounded like he was interested. Okay. Did he? How does I don't want to see any photos, <laughs> Andrew, equate to me? Please show me some photos, Andrew. <laughs> How does that happen? It's like, you know how guys are hanging out and it's like, oh man, this tastes awful. Here, have a bite. What? If you not, wait, guys, do that. So, did you hear the pre-show? Thing, one thing leads to another. Next thing you know, fist up the ass. Next thing you know, your dick's in the other guy's ass. <laughs> For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com. You are actually walking it in the okay, around the corridor. So are we delving into some weird hybrid I'd say weird because I feel like it's weird, but I know you're a fan of this type of stuff. Like some weird hybrid cosplay meets LARPing type feel. Is that what they're doing with some of these things? I honestly think if they did. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. Well, hey, don't get mad at me when I punch a stormtrooper in the <laughs> oh, face. Awesome. Like, no, no, no. Don't listen, do it. I'm going to commit. <laughs> I'm going to commit. So you, you don't want to do that type of thing with someone like me because I'm going to commit to it. I don't do anything half-assed. I'm going to have sex with hot Twi'leks and uh, punch stormtroopers in the face. <laughs> so once they actually take you off the transport, say you're under arrest, automatic punch to the face of one yeah. of the stormtroopers. I'm taking these people back to Coruscant. <laughs> stuff is awesome but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off and then we'll load on the free stuff just enter this very exclusive code rainman at checkout and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts including a sexy item for him a special toy for her and a third item you'll both enjoy and six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping! Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN. Because without it, no free stuff. That's RAINMAN at adamandeve.com. Fuck you, Chuck. That's what happens during our breaks. Just Ryan starts singing the whole fucking Dude, time. Hey, the songs are on, man. I am singing. <laughs> I'm getting down. Someone's got to. All right. So it is very clear at this point that there is something special about Jack. I mean, beyond the fact that he is a Nephilim of immense power. Billy and the cosmic entity getting being at the welcoming door to say hi to him as he's dead. That's going to lead us into that's some a, major yeah. fucking things. You know, despite being soulless as well they have shown dab has shown that jack is still a good person that without his soul he he's the first person we see without a soul 
be genuinely still remorseful, still remorseful, and in in there's a semblance of humanity still yeah, there, even though he has no soul. And we've seen e- even was, Sam didn't do that. Yeah, Sam was a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, um, what's the the guy with Donatello? Donatello. Yeah. Donatello wasn't a, a huge asshole. But he but lost he, it at he one lo- point. Yeah, and so I think you know that with 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 him being there and literally kneeling in front of Dean saying. I understand I'm a monster. Like, like that is something we've never seen out of someone that didn't have a soul. The strength was from the decisions he made, whether or not he had a soul. He still has shown a shred of humanity. He's still, he's still good. He's still a good person. And what he decided to do in this episode shows that he didn't kill his grandmother. Some, he learned from his mistake with Mary. He didn't kill Castiel who, not exactly, but for all he knows, tried to lock him up. Right. He understood why Dean felt the need to kill him and was willing to lay down his own life, saying he's not going to run from that anymore. He he could have annihilated Sam, Dean, Castiel in four square blocks with the f- snap of his fingers. Right. But he didn't. He fled. And he felt hurt. And he felt betrayed. And I think, you know, we keep saying that he doesn't have a soul or that it's been burned through. I don't know if that's 100% true because he felt hurt. Or maybe he he's some, betrayed. Or maybe he's something entirely different. And, and that's what I think they're trying to show because we don't understand the Nephilim. We, we don't. We know Not nothing about them, especially one true. that's a product of a decent human, Kelly, and an archangel, Lucifer. And I feel like this is all, you know, strengthening, strengthening the idea that Jack could possibly end up being the true God. He was born in a very Christ-like way, a human mother who believed he would save the world and do good. And it seems like there's been a lot of emphasis placed on Jack being truly good because of the events that we saw in this episode that he, like you said, Thomas, willing to sacrifice himself, willing to accept blame for something he did. We've never, ever seen anyone without a soul act this way there's got to be a reason why they're showing that there's true goodness at his very core even without a soul he's able to cling to goodness well and it would also give you know true purpose to him as a character in this show it's not just this this all-powerful you know issue they right. have to why deal has he with. been here the whole time oh, he's super awesome and we love the actor no it's not that it's it <clears throat> he has a purpose beyond and more importantly it would allow castiel's bumbling in season 12 and frankly since season six six yeah shit six you know to be undone his ultimate win his ultimate redemption arc would be that he believed in jack when no one else no one else did he was always there for him he Mm -hmm. always believed that he could do well that he could bring about that paradise on earth that he would become a god and save not just our world, but possibly multiple worlds, as we know he can walk through them to different ones. There's that was be, that was him, you know, having a fart and he ripped a hole through reality. Well, yeah, God knows what he could do when he's older and can try. Well, there's got to be a reason why he has that ability, right? Yeah, maybe he's not here to just save our world. He's there to he's here to save the worlds and in general and, the multiverse. and end the cycle of puppeteering by Chuck. I mean, that would be a fantastic way to use him because he is he has all the aspects. If if you were to believe in God, you pretty much he has all of the elements or the characteristics that God would, is claimed to have. Yes, that God is supposed to have caring, 
that a good ruler is supposed to have. You know, just believes in not lying, wants to do the right thing, wants to help people, mm-hmm. is always trying to do good. Yes, he's naive, and yes, he's, you know, for all intents he's and two purposes, years old. he's a child. Yeah. And maybe I mean, this is why Chuck is afraid of him. Because he's because better he, than him. Because he's aware of what he could be. He right. could He could be better. He could be... He could do what people have always wanted Chuck to do. Yeah. Be there, listen, and take, (laughs) have some accountability. Yeah. And I agree with you about um, the Castiel aspect. I mean, Castiel, we've always said this. He needs a win. He needs, he needs, he needs, he needs redemption. And imagine if Castiel is the one that believed in this person. Oh, because he did. Imagine it coming to reality, meaning Jack is the one that saves everyone. He is the God that corrects things and fixes things and 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 basically remakes things as they should be. And Castiel is the one who believed in him, in him and protected his life. I mean, Castiel has been, in my opinion, for the first time since season six, has been the strength of the last two episodes. They, yeah. I feel like they've really managed He's been to, the voice of reason. Yes. They've managed to really flesh out his importance, not just in the last two episodes, but this season. And the part he plays, isn't just the dutiful Winchester soldier. He has been the moral compass for the past two episodes specifically. But if you go back the rest of the season, he's been essentially that as well. He's been, as you said, Ryan, the, the voice of reason in, in many cases. Which think about that. Think about where how far we've come with Castiel in general because he was just as naive as Jack at one time. And I mm-hmm. think for him to come full circle and be the voice of reason to Sam and Dean about this character who could potentially be the new God. Like, like you guys said, he needs a win and this would be the win that he needs. Well, truthfully, yeah. Castiel, oh, go ahead. No, that's it. I'm just saying that it, it would be a way to to fix it, a, a fix a lot mm-hmm. of the issues that we've had with Castiel because he hasn't had this good of a story arc. I, yeah. I would say since season six when he was the yeah. villain. Yeah. yeah, they're using him in, in the right a, way. It, yes, and the thing is, truthfully, Castiel at this point is where Sam and Dean were in season four. In season four, there was an all-powerful being that everyone was afraid of that said, we need to kill and smite and do all these terrible things for the greater good. And Sam and Dean believed in helping people doing the right thing and told heaven itself to go fuck itself. Now, Sam and Dean are that powerhouse. Chuck himself says, you need to do these things and you need to take out Jack. Nothing has ever stood up to the Winchesters. And now Castiel is the one with the most humanity saying, we can't do this. There has to be another way. We're going to find another way. That's something that Sam and Dean said in seasons four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Isn't that amazing? All on. And now he's in their place. He has become the most human at this point, it seems. And I love that aspect. That I think works beyond anything. And he is truly, whether or not, Chuck becomes the all-powerful, almighty. Castiel has done such a good job of Chuck turning Jack, Jack. Uh, Jack. Sorry, Castiel has done such a good job of turning around where he came from, what he believed in, mm-hmm. and being someone that we can all respect and and like. And I hope he does get this win. But it is nice to see that he's exactly where season four and five Sam and Dean were, and they'd be proud of him if they could you know, see past the blinding rage right now. Right. <laughs> uh, that's true. There is. <laughs> but he's the moral compass for the last couple of episodes. Well, I think Dean saw that this week. He that's why he, week, that's yeah. why he didn't, he didn't pull the trigger. So I didn't pull the trigger. Yeah. I felt it, it, it. Dean isn't dumb. And, and it's not that he 
doesn't he isn't still angry at him but i feel like he noticed something about him like he couldn't believe what jack was doing that he was willing to lay down his life yeah yeah because well, he understood what he was what he had done was and, wrong with mary and i think and isn't that what a winchester would do yes like that was a winchester himself. maneuver that's what sam yeah. did in season 10 yeah that's exact pose he he, exact he situation. proved that he is their family in season 10 sam took a knee and dean had the kill blade the and nfl players jack, now do too they take a knee <laughs> they take a knee but it's for a completely different reason jack's in the exact literally the exact same position and taking a knee yeah. and dean was also the one ready to kill and ryan takes forced, two knees usually i typically <laughs> like it when girls take two knees in front of me. <laughs> why'd you change it because you were trying to make it on me <laughs> and that's the thing that Dude. is one thing that i i really did appreciate about dean in that moment We've talked most recently last week, but we've talked at length about Dean needing to kind of grow up and accept death. And the fact that Chuck offered to give him his mom back. And for the first and perhaps only time ever, Dean said no. And notice something he wasn't what he wanted anymore. And as he said, and I loved that bit, my mom has always been my hero, but she would, but she wouldn't want it like this. She he finally accepted that she, she was is gone. dead. She's yeah. gone at that moment. And if he selfishly, as we said last week, if he went for that, if he wanted her back one more time, it would have ruined him. It would have undid everything he stood yep. for. It would have made his mom distraught with what she, he was willing to do just to bring her back. I feel like Dean finally grew in that one moment. Just by saying what he said. Just by saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, it did. It showed a lot of character growth. Yeah. It doesn't take a lot. That's it why, really that, does That's why I get frustrated sometimes when we struggle with these issues. Because I'm like, look look how look how easy it was. It was a 45-second scene. And it, he, it, he's it, changed in years now. And yeah. it didn't have to be much. It was a couple words. Yeah. You know, and he... Or a scene. It was just a scene. It was yeah. a single really. sentence. Yeah. Yeah. And... It blew up in their face immediately. Yeah, it definitely. (laughs) Immediately after Chuck's big middle finger to everybody. And, you know. Chuck releasing the the souls. Dude, when a guy leaves the building, he fucking slams the door and the power goes out and knocks over the keg and everything fucking blows up. They refuse to read his script. They're like, oh, you're not going to read my story? I'm out of here then. Yeah. That's what bad writers usually do. Listen, the story's just not that great, bro. It's just not that good, dude. Sorry, dude. Not gonna, I'm not going to play this part, man. Go, gonna, go, sell it to, go sell it to Channing Tatum. Go sell it to CW. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we had an, uh, another <laughs> traditional supernatural epic finale with Chuck releasing all the evil shit that they put away. All the ghosts and all the monsters or i don't know about all the monsters but at least all the ghosts a lot of zombies a bunch of horrible unleashed on the world the sun goes out for all we know it's eternal night i mean shit it just flipped like a switch and i I gotta say i really love that scene i I love that the the souls escaping hell and it had this 80s like horror vibe you remember those classic ghost stories yeah with those hokey looking ghosts i'm not saying it was bad visual effects i think that's the look they were going for it was just awesome looking i really liked it i thought it was i thought it was a pretty cool finale it was missing something emotional it didn't yes. have the high emotions that we're used to in the in the finales 
but it still had that epic cliffhanger vibe for sure. I, I think the emotional impact that was missing was because they showed it and that was Jack's yeah. death. Immediately yeah, showing that he's alive-ish or at least his story's not yet done. It's basically like Misha Collins telling everybody during a supernatural convention that he's coming back. <laughs> it's exactly the hey same. Hey guys, so I know you know that I might be gone, but guess what? I'm back next episode. Yeah, I was a little baffled that by that just a me. bit. I was like, why would you say that for the premiere? Why would you show Jack alive? Let us all think he's dead. Give us that emotional ending. And I, I do think that if we would not have seen that, and they would have saved that for maybe the the, the, the opening, premiere, dude. The, yeah, the premiere season fifteen. Then we would have had that emotional, that an emotional high yeah. right. that we're used to. But they 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 took us there, and then they quickly took it away from us. Yeah, it it wasn't. I'm not that sure why they would do wasn't that. Wasn't satisfying. No, because looking back at all the other major character deaths, we think they're dead for at least 15 minutes and we didn't get that no we here. got 30 seconds oh jack's dead i'm crying oh, wait, oh he's mind. alive and that was i do think that took away from the impact of that moment had jack been their greatest weapon and the only good thing that they could prove we should have been did, left with no hope that exactly we would have had no hope jack's gone our all enemy of our work is undone god himself is, our is against us yeah mm-hmm. i mean who the fuck continues to fight when god himself is against you like how do you even go about how do you that? fight that how do you do that because there are no rules anymore he the, knows everything the, the rules are fake the yeah. rules have been written by him sigils when you think about it sigils work because he says they he work. says they work none of it is real anymore yep. it's all been fake it's a farce there's so no weapon to stop that do you fight this person how do you fight that's something? how it should have ended not hey and there's hope. They should have just left us in a pool of Abysmal. piss, urine, and tears. That's what Jeez. they should have. Yes, piss and tears. Yeah, I agree. I, I, you guys still pee your pants <laughs> when I'm really scared. If or it's when a I'm, really good finale, or when I'm devastated. <laughs> okay, fuck. All right. In fact, I'm wearing Depends right now. Oops, I crap my pants. No, I just pee. Oh, okay. So you can there's hold your colon. There's a line. Got it. You do it's not, not about holding. It's about I'm just so devastated that my my everything just empties. <laughs> I will Except say I I love that song at the end. That was a great song choice by Motorhead. The the visuals, the yeah. camera work, the cinematography with God's the very beginning. Been for, what was it? I forgot the lyrics. Now God is not on your side, yeah. or has never been on your side. Yeah, God the was song, never on your side. I'd say I I love the song. I thought a little on the nose. Yeah, maybe a little on the nose. I like Do you it. you think I, Adab was like at the gym one day for his No, like, he was not at the gym. No, he's no, never hold been on. At, he's never <laughs> New been Year's resolution. No, it's January, so January 1. January 1. He, the only day he went to the gym. He had his playlist on and he's all, you know, I'm in the end of the season with this I'm like, hey, guess what? I'm hey, also, hey guys, I, I was at the gym. working out. Is there pizza? I, I just came out with a good idea, guys. It, it's Motorhead. <laughs> what if God would never on our side? That's what the this whole... Is, this is Planet Fitness, right? So the like, whole season pizza? was based on a song he heard the one day he went to the gym. Yeah, it's pizza night, right? Planet Fitness? Hey, it's a place for people. No judgments. <laughs> no, this song played when they were told him they were out of pizza. Oh, And he thought God was not on his side. It will matter. Yeah. Not at all. I, I will say this. I was a little disappointed in the the zombies. The zombies? I just wasn't. I, I, I was. Are you, 
Jesus, are you Don Knotts? <laughs> That's exactly what I was trying to sound like. <laughs> How did you know? Nice I reference. Just, I could just Jesus. tell. It's, uh, <laughs> Nobody knows who Don Knotts is. I know who Don Knotts is. All our younger listeners are like, who the, the hell is Don Knotts? You don't know who that is, dude. Barney Google Fife, Don Knotts. Barney You'll Fife, know. dude. They don't know what that is either. <laughs> Bayberry RFD. Yeah, there you go. See? <laughs> Still don't know what that is. Um, anyways. I'm surprised I, Thomas knows who that is. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course, dude. Don Knotts, man. Um, yeah, I was a little disappointed. It just, I don't know. It looked a little wonky for me. I mean, I understand the whole B, you know, horror movie vibe to it, but like even the very end, it's like they should have stopped it where the zombies were maybe five or six feet out from them Not instead that of, close. O- instead of overwhelming them. It's like, okay, so you're going to try to leave us on a cliffhanger of them overwhelming Sam Dean and Kat. Like, come on. I know there's 20 episodes left. Yeah, it's so it's like, not it's, end it's like, like come that. on. Like, I think that was just a little wonky for me. I, I, the look of the zombies was a little, I mean, like I, I told Mike earlier, I was like, I see, I saw better zombies on thriller and that was 1980s. Oh, it come just, on. it I didn't look that good. To me. It didn't look good zombies, to me. Like, didn't look good to me that's dude. a bad comparison because the, the zombies and thrill, the art direction and thriller is some yeah, of the best. Like, yeah. How long ago was that? And look at it now. Like, come on, man. I didn't have a problem with I it. I just didn't think they looked good. They, they didn't bother me either. I'm not going to lie. I didn't I, like it. It seemed fine to me. Different I've types seen of better zombies. makeup, dude. I've seen better makeup. Okay. I don't wow. know. Just, just me. Just me. I, I, it's probably a, it's a nitpick. But Is it a cosplay thing? I don't think it's a yeah. cosplay oh. thing. I think it's just, you know, I, I look at, I look at what these zombies were supposed to be, right? They're coming out of the grave and some of them had been in the grave for very long. So I look at like, for example, Walking Dead. Where you see a lot of zombies. Those who, are different types of zombies. Why though? is that a different zombie? Because there's different types of zombies in horror. There are zombies that are brought back because they can't die, like The Walking Dead. Then there's necromancing type zombies, and those are the ones that are coming that, that we have in Supernatural. There's but we saw plenty of zombies in Walking Dead that have been dead for a long, long, long Mike's time. Mike's point is there's, not a, that there's different types of looks based on what type of zombies you're utilizing from different sources of either the TV, Romero's movies. look different than yes. Walking Dead. And, and zombies in Supernatural have never been reanimated skeletons. That's the word I was looking for, so reanimation. Yeah. They're not corpses that have decayed beyond measure and have come back. They're, they're these... They're brought back by supernatural <sighs> magic, means. essentially. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I was okay with it. If, the, if we were looking at real zombies that have been dead, because, be that were different. reanimated, then I would probably nitpick like you. But I think you have to understand the, the genre that they were going I mean, I guess, for. I guess I just looked at it as they came out of, of graves and had been in the grave for a super a long recent time. Genocide so it's just weird. I don't know. Maybe it's just, I'm, again, I'm, nit, I'm nitpicking. Maybe guys. somebody, you know, cleaned them up. Oh, they had, they went like through a car, like a zombie car wash. Yeah. They're like, hey, make sure you get under my balls. Oh, jeez. Wow. That's they still have balls as That's, zombies? Well, yeah, of course, dude. They don't just disappear. <laughs> in the sky. Hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. I'm out. I got my heart rate up. Hell does not wait. My heart rate is 72. All right. I got, I, got, I, got, I got this treadmill up to 3.5 now. All right. Three what point, if they were zombies? 3.8. <laughs> oh, God. This song's so good. I, hold on. I'm going to text message. Uh, Bennett. Uh, Bennett. Uh, <laughs> what is God? Was never on us, huh? I just had a great idea. Texting Barons. What if they were zombies? Barons is all like, what? I can actually hear you dying over the text message. Are you dead? (laughs) Christ almighty, man. We're five blocks away. I can still fucking hear you. (laughs) That's him. (laughs) Oh, my God. 3.8. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm going to go to some Facebook 
thoughts real quick. Oh, yay. Uh, Hugh Shipman says, yeah, I don't think that was actually Chuck. It's possible Chuck and Amara merged, creating a whole new entity. Mm. Either that or some kind of entity from the empty, which is why Billy needed to talk with Jack. Her tone sounded urgent. Mm. A different entity. That'd be. I was thinking that at the beginning when he was acting so out of character. Because yeah. he, because usually when Chuck arrives, there's a the sense of a, there's an emotional aspect to it, right? And here he's just like, "Hey guys, I'm here to watch some laughs." And he was detached from the moment Aloof. he, yes, from the moment he appeared, he was detached. So I did think that he possibly was maybe Lucifer masquerading because you know we already saw that maybe he uh, had we had already theorized that maybe he found a way back because of the empty and what Jack was doing, not Jack, um, Chuck. Uh, Nick, what Nick was doing oh, Nick, yeah. to uh, summon him through the empty. But then by the end, I would feel I think it would be bad if mm-hmm. we come back in season 15 and we find out that wasn't Chuck. That would be that would be horrible. really weird. Hor- that would be bad, right? Well, yeah, it'd, be, it'd be bullshit, but it would yes. be like, okay, so what? Yeah, so I think the guy's on to something at, you know, if you just watch the first, you know, one to three acts but i mean after they went the distance it would feel a bit cheap if they didn't just commit they have to come in at this point yeah uh ashley frank says it turns out that the monster at the end of this book is in fact chuck oh i like that that's poetic dab may meander and lose focus but i can no longer think there wasn't something of a plan the stop lying bit had the beginning feeling like a monster of the week but by the end of the episode i was excited for next season I am a little worried with the return of some of the old spirits. Next season could turn into a replay of the Winchester's greatest hits, but it has amazing potential if we avoid that. Yeah, I, I was thinking the that same is a, that thing. That is very risky. I was thinking the same thing. The only thing is, I, um, what was I saying? <laughs> greatest hits? No, yes, I was thinking the same thing at first, but I don't think we're actually going to see them go up against all these spirits. We may see them go, do one or two, but I think the point was I'm going to undo everything you've done because all the good stuff because you've done. in the end it didn't matter. You guys were you guys were playing parts in my story. Yep. Look, I could just redo it again. I think that was the point. I don't think we're going to actually see them go up against Bloody Mary and the clown dude and there's all, too many. Yeah, it would be silly. Now we may see them do one or two, yeah, but I don't think that's going to be the focus. I think the point was was pretty clear, I think. Do you agree with that point, Thomas, that it was just showing that he can undo what they did because it doesn't matter? It's his story. I I think that thematically it is just I can undo all of you. Yeah. You're, you're so insignificant. None of your work matters because I'll rewrite the script okay. any day I want, any way I want. That's how little impact you have, on, you know, on this story. Yeah. That's what I think thematically. As far as how it will affect the season, I definitely see them coming back to some old favorites for a monster of the week or two during the season. I I don't think we have time for monster. Of I don't the week think we have year. time, but I fear based on our last three seasons that we will get a few. And well, Thomas, God has never been on our side. Oh, Jesus, so anything. God is definitely not going to be on our side next season. I pray to Chuck <laughs> and whatever God I may or may not believe in the that that is not the case. The However, oh, Jesus, Tony's God. <laughs> However, my fist. I'm fearful that they will rely on that when they need to buy time for a week or mm-hmm. fill a gap. I hope that we don't have that, but I could see that is very realistic concern yeah no i agree i agree with the comment who wrote the comment 
that one was Ashley Frank. Yeah, I, I want I, nineteen I, episodes of filler. Oh, I fucking. Hate you. <laughs> I just want. The, I just want a bunch of bullshit. He, he's just, gonna get dabs and get really meta with it and say God was never on your side. And it even goes for the audience. Fuck you guys. <laughs> See. I I think that it, it it would be okay if we had one or two next season. Just maybe like reiterating or going back to the ones of yeah. like really well known stuff that we really love, like from the first season, second season. I'd be okay with that. Things that they that they did that were super epic at the time, and or even some demons that they put away come back. Things like that. That like. Holy shit, yellow eyes like his back. Like just something that would now they could handle really fast, but it would be like kind of a trip down memory road. Yeah, there's member berries, a little member berries there. I I understand. But I think if done correctly, which we which is probably that that's our like saying of the year. Right. Um it could be cool. I just I I, I don't want a bunch of it. No, it's I don't think it's gonna happen, ones. but Ashley Frank's concern is definitely valid because yes, we've seen dab do that very in the, in the past yeah, you guys remember this i remember i was on the treadmill once yeah. and uh, this song came on and i heard that god wasn't on my side but then what i did was i brought back the clown that you guys remember you guys remember that clown i remember that clown that clown was really I remember. cute i remember that clown oh my god you remember chuck i remember chuck remember bloody mary Remember the lady in white? Oh I my god! Oh wait, wait! Well, did you just become like a chipmunk? I don't know. What was that voice? I'm Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I just bought CW. <laughs> All right. Well, we have time for two more. So pick some, uh, sip, Brad pick Joe some. said this was a crazy, crazy episode. Crazy in a good way. Since I did enjoy it, lots of things I could say about the episode, but I will keep it short and name the things I really liked. I liked how Sam was questioning Chuck about Jack, while Dean agreed with Chuck. I felt I feel it was a nice parallel to Lucifer and Michael. It's nice that they brought up the other universes and we now know that Chuck really did create all of them. That is a good point that we got confirmation. We talked about this in season 13 is Chuck the one who created all of them or is he just the god of one? Mm-hmm. Apocalypse Michael basically answered that, but now yeah. we have definitive confirmation. Yep. Uh, and, and I think we needed that. I I I agree. Yeah. I don't mind Chuck being the final big bad. I always kind of had a feeling they might make him a threat. The best part for me was the ending with some great effects, perfect song, and some cameos from The Empty and Billy, along with cameos from the ghosts the boys had once hunted. I have one nitpick, not sure how I feel about Jack being more powerful or as powerful as Chuck. That will probably be something we learn mm. more about. Uh, Is he, Maybe though? it's empty-related, and Chuck wants the empty to stay sleeping so it won't hurt his story. Hold best on way to do that is killing the one who keeps waking Th- it up. Sit down, sit down. We got to dissect this because I don't think it's necessarily about who's more powerful. The I, I don't think Jack is more powerful than God. Look what God did to him with a snap of his fingers. Snap right. his fingers and he's dead. I, I he feel the shit out of him. I think it's not about who's stronger. It's about that Jack doesn't belong. He's unnatural. He's an aberration. And he doesn't play by the he story. He wasn't a part of Chuck's story, and that's why he's afraid because he doesn't know what he's fully capable of, or maybe he does know what he's capable of. So we shall see, but definitely some valid statements in there for sure. Uh, Nicole Clark says, oh, my Chuck, what an episode. I think having Chuck pop pop up and answer some lingering questions was great. It made so much sense for me for the Winchesters to turn on him. Chuck has been playing with them since day one. They've always had this underlying anger towards him for never being around and for it to all come to a head like this is really interesting and will make a great final season next uh, 
a great final season. I agree with Nicole Clark 100%. Uh, it also, for her, kind of fixed some of the weaker story points of the last couple seasons, like the Asmodeus storyline, because it didn't amount to anything. But if it was just about Chuck being entertained by having the Winchesters and Cass have bad thing after bad thing happen to them, it makes sense, at least to me. I loved that Jack did uh, overall did the right thing with the clients and that Dean couldn't kill him. But damn it, it broke my heart to see Jack dead. The ending was so cool, seeing some of their greatest hits, like the Woman in White from the pilot and Bloody Mary... Uh, it also looked like the cosmic entity and death are going to team up with at least Jack to kill God. Uh, OG death. Oh, we better get some type of did team up. say he'll reap God one day. So overall definitely has all the feels and looking forward to a kick-ass final season. The, the idea of Asmodeus being just a threat in some ways I could see that being like a, from a meta level, a fix for his weak storyline. I, I don't want to give anybody that much credit, though, truthfully, for Asmodeus being, oh, it's okay. It's just because Chuck had a bad writing day and he was on a bender. <laughs> but Thomas, God was never oh, on our side. Bitch. God was never on our side, Thomas. All right. So let's with that, let's go in our own final thoughts here. Ryan, season 14 finale. What do you think? Would you like a sound bed? Uh, yeah. Can you give me God was never on my side? Thank you. Guys, I love this song. It's on repeat when I go to the gym one time a year. <laughs> January 1st, because my New Year's resolution is always to go to the gym. Never to Never to actually stay. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> stupid. You know, I, I, I like this episode. I think it was, I think when Chuck, I, I did not see Chuck coming back, to be 100% honest. Um, I did, because they put it on Mother effing IMDb is exactly why I don't read that shit. I missed that. Four weeks ago, quit updating IMDb with guest spots like that. Don't read it. I I have to go there in order to get information for the shows like synapses, directors, writers, what the actors were in before. I'll probably just go there now and no longer go to IMDb because I I was so upset, dude. A month ago, I knew Rob Benedict was going to be guest star. Yep, see, I had no idea. So it was completely. Yeah, I, I got surprised by that too. Yeah, so it completely threw me off. I did enjoy that. Um, and I actually, I, I liked the swerve. I liked the switch of Chuck. I always had a weird feeling about Chuck, just essentially to the whole, I'm a writer. I write these stories about you guys. It was always such a weird vibe for me. And I'm not, I'm totally not saying I told you so, because I really don't think I ever said anything of the sort, but I think it was it, it was fresh as a fresh take. Like I said earlier, I felt like this was for me seeing how the angels originally were against, you know, how they felt about humans uh-huh. and seeing Chuck kind of be the same way. This is my own personal, you know, soap opera. I can do whatever I want. And I, I understand that mentality of being the supreme being and being able to do whatever the hell he wants, snap his fingers and everyone doesn't exist. So I think I, I liked that turn. I liked that you know that we're going into our final season and you had to up the ante and this was the only way to do it there was no other there was no other way for them to go into the final season and say oh well we brought back fucking lucifer again well no we don't no yes we need a a cosmic (laughs) entity we need something if we didn't get a braxis this is the second this is the second best and i think it like this is i'm gonna compare it to marvel but they had to to pull the Thanos here. Mm-hmm. They had to pull the one B. This is more like Tony, if they pull Tony Stark, like Tony Stark was the villain the whole time. Well, okay. Yeah, sure. But I, regardless, I think this or is Captain Marvel. This has to be, <laughs> she's a villain anyways. Oh. Um, 
I, this is the way that they they had to go for the final season, and they had to make the final season epic. And this was the only person they could make be the epic bad guy. And so I, I at this re- point, yes, yes, and for I saw, sure. I totally, I totally liked it. Um, I did like the shot, like Mike said, of the of the ghosts flying out of the ground and the the ground breaking and and the um, the tombstones exploding. Um, I thought those shots were really cool. I, again, I nitpicked the zombies a little bit. I think it was just me Zombie. in general. Uh, especially too, because I watched this right after I watched Game of Thrones, so maybe that was, maybe that's why I don't <laughs> oh, know. You can't watch. I know I fucked up. Whatever. Um, you can't go from epic to something a little more <laughs> grounded. Yeah. yeah, I know. Um, so that was probably my fault. That's probably why I was a little nitpicky about that. But you know, I think regardless of 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 what it was and and my feelings on it, this is the kind of the route we had to go going into the final season. And I'm okay with this. I think next season they needed to go Epic and this was the only way to go Epic. And I like, I think I agree with both you guys. I think the Jack reveal should have been saved for season. The next season's first episode, like that should have, yeah. that, that was probably yeah. the, my only, the only thing that I really truly was like, Oh, that could have waited, but I liked the episode. I thought it was good. It's a, it's a, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say a minus, um, just because I, I felt like it wasn't as epic as some of the finales that we've had, but it definitely had some questions. And I think going into the final season, it, it's going to work. So a minus for me. All right, Mike, what about you? What do you give this one? All right. Okay. Well, are you ready to sit back and relax for a while? Yeah. Okay. I will admit that I was a bit miffed when they revealed Chuck as a villain. I didn't like it. But when I took a a beat and I stepped back, I realized there was no reason for me not to like it other than I didn't want Chuck to be a bad guy. There was no other reason why I shouldn't like it. Although I obviously had my issues with Dab's writing choices because at times throughout the year, I think we can all admit some of his choices leave you wondering why and where did this all come from? Mm-hmm. This idea didn't feel like that to me, partially because the idea was executed properly in this episode, but mostly because this idea really didn't require much work for him at all. When you really think about it, he hasn't dropped any breadcrumbs ever that would make us think Chuck is bad, but he relied on the work others have done throughout the years. And he simply altered our perspective to see things differently. Is it really hard to believe that? And you know, an all-powerful, all-seeing entity being, you know, the very person that would view his creations as entertainment. Is it really hard to 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 digest that? That this egotistical writer simply sees his creations as as playthings. As playthings? No, it's not. The evidence can easily be seen. Chuck has an ego. He's full of himself. He fancies himself as a writer. He puts himself in his own stories. So I don't. So I don't think it requires that big of a leap to believe that Chuck has been the villain essentially this whole time. As I said during the show, this the evidence has been in plain sight the entire time. It's all there. Lucifer, Michael, Amara, just to name a few, have all voiced this. Again, maybe Amara's on, on board. But either way, she was locked away unless she was part of the story, which is real, which is not. And these are the things that we need to find out next year. Was Amara really locked up or was it just simply part? Is Amara even real? Right. Or was it just simply something Chuck wrote? 
I, I do think it would have been better if he had dropped some more subtle clues this season that would put Chuck's true intentions or mm-hmm. morality in in a spotlight. Much like they were doing with Sam and Dean these last two episodes, we would never have believed any of it. So it would not have ruined the reveal that that dab was was going for. It has been so ingrained in the audience that Chuck is good and he's team Winchester that we wouldn't have questioned it. But this goes back to Dab's biggest issues outside of writing. He relies a lot on what others have done. Carver and Gamble blaze their own path while staying true to the roots of SBN. Dab comes up with concepts that rely heavily on what has already been built. Uh, He seemed very focused on getting Jack where he needs to be while forgetting the other side of the coin. God slash Chuck. That could be because he wasn't sure what he'd do with the whole God equation. Uh, And then they figured out, hey, season 15 is going to be the end. It's time to bring a greater threat into the equation. But overall, I'm okay with what he did with with Chuck because it makes sense based on everything we've seen. It's just a different perspective. They're not giving us new information. They're not asking us to swallow anything that we haven't seen. So I don't like it. I hate that Chuck is bad, but that's why it works for me. I feel betrayed. But isn't that the point? The Winchesters feel betrayed. We feel betrayed. Chuck has always been the meta aspect of this show. We're supposed to feel betrayed. I don't agree with a lot of Dab's decisions during his, you know, his run, you know, as being showrunner. He has been, he has big problems keeping a cohesive fluid myth arc. But this idea works for the end of the show. As Ryan said, the true villain this whole time is the very person we thought was on our side. You know, and I think it's a good way to end the entire show and keep an overarching big bad that we never knew was the big bad, but has always been just slightly out of sight. Mm. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I I don't feel like this is the best finale overall, speaking not just about the issue of Chuck, but this episode. I I do feel like this is the least emotional finale we've ever had. Yeah. Uh, if Jack had died and they let us think he was dead and we didn't have hope, yep. that would have worked much better. I feel like perhaps the Billy aspect could have been left out until next season. Uh, that way the fat finale would have ended and left us emotionally distraught. Yeah. That's really all I can say until season 15. This decision with Chuck could be a complete failure if it's not handled properly next year. There's a lot yeah. of writing on next season. Because the Chuck mm. aspect works here, it works now, but if you're not careful and you lose sight of the very foundation of Supernatural, which is free will, that's the entire backbone of seasons one through five. Free will, free will. We make our own decisions. We, we don't adhere to our predetermined destinies. So if you throw that out the window, what were the last five? What were the last 11 seasons about? What were they for? Yeah, they're literally pointless. Dab took an etching sketch and just shook, shook the hell the out of it. Yeah. As if he was had Parkinson's just like <laughs> shaken uncontrollably. Yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm very nervous. I like what he did, but I'm very nervous because if any of this is to work and we're not to disregard the previous show, the previous seasons, I should say then the theme, the core theme, the core foundation, the the thread, the narrative thread that keeps the entire myth arc together has to be about free will, 
has to be about really breaking free of Chuck's control. Because if it's not, it's fucked. It's fucked up. Yeah. The entire show means nothing. And that's, I'm, I'm probably the most negative here on this one. And I'm very torn because you made a lot of good points, Mike. It does work. Chuck has always been (laughs) hands-offish, aloof, uncaring at best until it involved him. The darkness threatened everything he did, everything he created. So that's when he gets involved. Jack is a very similar situation and that's when he gets involved. It's less for me that this episode didn't, that Chuck is a bad idea as a final villain. It's more that it comes out of nowhere in many respects. There weren't many clues to this prior to, in this season. It didn't, like you said, we focus so much on one side of the coin with Jack. And even that we've said in the last couple episodes feels like it was kind of rushed at the end. It hadn't been played throughout the season that Chuck feels out of left field because it had maybe one allusion to it with apocalypse. Michael saying God's a writer. He writes these stories and then he casts them aside Mm -hmm. and forgive me if thinking that something that a character who ultimately didn't truly matter that much, what he said didn't matter that much either. Now, in hindsight, does it work? Yes. But for me, I was upset because I, too, did not like Chuck being the villain. Chuck has always been very meta, so it's hard to dabble in that without easily ruining everything. Dab has put himself, for better or worse, in a situation where he will either bring home the bacon or fuck the pig. And <laughs> can't I do both? Uh, can I eat the bacon? Is it is there a way I can eat it? The <laughs> I'm more hungry than anything. The idea, <laughs> the idea that you know, God is never on my side when I don't get bacon. The the idea that he doesn't care, I can kind of get behind. But the idea that free will may be a joke that you might with this decision undo the entire run of the show does not put me in a good situation truthfully because he has not been able to prove to me that he can bring an idea to the end with satisfaction. And I might be judging him a little too harshly on this episode because (laughs) the last few seasons have not proven to be able to go the distance quote this was a this was a, his strongest season this this was his strongest season but so much of the episode to me here had me groaning a lot until the end you know cult to the meta fuck you that he introduces in this episode with the equalizer felt very weird a lot of it did feel like chuck wasn't quite the chuck we've known and, and really the showrunner does personify chuck kripke's Hands off, I've been there working behind the scenes. You didn't even know it was happening. Worked very well. Carver's more hands-on. You boys are the chosen ones. You matter in season 11 works. And here it feels like we flipped the script simply to do that. While it does make sense, I don't know if I'm sold. And that will depend 100% on where the final season goes. For me, this episode is a B- most of it works. I don't know if I can agree with how we got there because it does feel like many things he's done. I just came up with this. Let's run with it rather than I've played. I've laid this out over the years. Like you said, he has 
Gamble and Carver blaze their own trail, and he is depending on many other things to reframe, reshape, and and put into a new light, which can be good. That is his strength. But if it doesn't pay off here, we're Dick is in a bear trap, and mm. that concerns me. A Overall, the, I'll give the episode a B. I, if he pulls this off, I, like I said earlier, if he pulls it off, the show golf clap. Yeah, if he pulls this off next year, he has gained all my respect because this is a ballsy move. It is. This is ballsy, and he may be cashing checks that. He his, he his, body, his body can't handle and you know we'll have more of that discussion with our year end Sean Tankersley posted that's a bold strategy cotton <laughs> <laughs> it really is and I'm kind of waiting to see if it pays off for him Nicole so. Clark writes maybe on a binge there would be more clues I think maybe in the story of season 14 it doesn't make sense but in the overall story of Supernatural it makes sense because the Winchesters have always fought against Destiny and Chuck is destiny personified. True, but I have a hard time when Dab's well, best idea just, but is everyone what, else's. But that's exactly what I said in my final thoughts. Yeah. The reason why this works is not because of any real story progression. When you yeah. look at the episode, it works because Dab is relying on things from the past. He really, he relied on what we know of Chuck. Yes. Mm-hmm. He to did circumnavigate not, He did that. not build the story up. He did not try to really give us clues about Chuck being a baddie. He could have done a little bit more. He did the whole thing with Michael and being pissed off saying, I'm going to kill him because he's a writer. What disappointment, you know, I felt when I figured that out, you know, I think they could have had more scenes like that, more disappointment, more people gunning for Chuck for reasons of, for whatever, because he did them dirty. It does. It could be anything, but that's my problem with Dab is yes. that even with his great episodes, even with his good episodes, like this one is good. But what story progression did he really bring to the table? Except it didn't. he only relied on what has been done. He just did a perspective switch. And that's the thing is that we were leading so much towards one thing. So it works, but does it work because of him or does it work because, because of, others. of other writers, other showrunners? And again, that's where I'm like, his. I, I can't in good conscience give someone that much credit when your best idea is to use someone else's. Yeah. You know, I mean, even a, a squirrel joke where there's a one universe that's all squirrels. I'm like, yeah, I watched Rick and Morty too. I remember that one in which the squirrels are all powerful. Is that what you're really giving me with the last episode of the second to last season? So it will all depend on what comes. And I think that is a shame that it isn't the strength of the season, it's the strength of Supernatural, the show that made this work. Yeah. And that is in itself a weakness. So we're going to have a a much, uh, a very interesting year end review discussion next week. It's going to be, we we did something different. Our year year. end review? Our year end review. We did something different this year with the quarter reviews along the way to see how the narrative stacked up overall. I think we can have, we're going to have some very interesting discussions about that Mm -hmm. because you're right. In some ways, this is his best season, there are a lot of gaps still and it'll how much of this is going to come into play through 15, you know, we'll see. And our next, for those of you who are Patreon members, our next bonus discussion is going to be our thoughts and theories on how the final season season should unfold next year. What do we want? What needs to happen? What do they need to bring to the table to send this show off with a, a Viking funeral, a hunter's funeral? 
mm. to really give it a, a good send off. So one more season under wraps, one last one to go for this show. A bittersweet moment, regardless of your opinions on the episode and the season and the showrunners. Nobody wants to see the show come to an end. We've got one final helatus before the greatest helatus, the, the, the final, final one, where, where there is nothing else coming. We won't have a final helatus. There's going to be movies. Uh, true. We're Netflix, just going to ride off into the sunset. You know, Netflix needs to pick up some shows. I know. As Disney keeps sniping all their properties away. True, Marty. So we'll see what happens with that. But we want to thank everybody for listening. Thank everyone for commenting on the Facebook page. Stay with us for the year-end review next week, and we will have stuff for you throughout the summer like we always do. And we will see you all next week. You little maggot. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt.